Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And, of course, I, you know, people say, hey, what's your show about? Well, it's about a lot of stuff. And a lot of time I'll talk about health issues because, frankly, my health is my business and so is your health for you. I uh, will talk about, uh, you know, vacation ideas. We'll talk about, you know, what's going on on the political front because guess what? That affects your business. I, I have a lot of uh, latitude because, you know what, the show's 20-plus years old. That's what you get with 20-plus years. But when people, you know, when I, I'm asked about what, what are you most passionate about when it comes to talking about business, really my favorite, favorite topic is the, the business of media. You know, and uh, really there is absolutely no one I enjoy talking to more than my guest this segment. He's a recurring uh, contributor here on The Price of Business. And uh, Jeremy Murphy is a former vice president at CB, uh, CBS Television, uh, author of a fabulous, fun book uh, about, uh, you know, the business world as it confronts the aliens called Millennials. Very, very fun book. And uh, Jeremy, always love having you on. I always like you to give one website because if you give two, people will create a third website in their minds that don't exist. So you have one best website for people to learn more, but also talk a little bit about your book, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, the book is um, it's about the culture clash between generations in the workforce, and especially millennials and the Gen Zers and their, their wokeness and, and their expectations. Um, it's on Amazon. Um, just type in Jeremy Murphy. You can see my bio. You can buy the book. I have another one coming out later this year. It's One Stop Shopping. Love it. All righty. Let's talk. And by the way, you have a great uh, PR firm. One of the things we've developed, you and I have talked about and have been doing, is much more of a crisis communication perspective on news stories and media stories. we got a whopper for today. Uh, but that, you know, you, you, again, you've got a PR firm that, that isn't your specialty per se, uh, but you certainly deal with that, uh, that issue. Um, and, uh, and of course your background with CBS. I'm assuming any of the so-called big three networks kind of daily think that something would be wrong with their day if there wasn't a crisis, right? <laughs> So, so exactly. you know, you, you are steep in this area, and I think that's one of the most unique niches we have with you uh, on this program. Um, set the stage, though, for us. For, oh, give that best website, one best website. Amazon. You can't go wrong. No, no, no. For you. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I also want to be able oh, to no, reach my, you. My bio is on there. Everything is on there. Like I said, one-stop shopping. You can learn about me, my company, my experience. You know, at CBS Television, I did corporate communications, and we dealt with a lot of crises. So um, it's such a uh, pleasure joining you and, and adding that perspective to everything in the news because, uh, you know, with some good management, a lot of this stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. Announcing prevention is better than a pound of cure. It's particularly the case when it comes to the media, <laughs> no question about that. All right, we'll get it into our topic today, and uh, this is a doozy. When I saw this, my jaw dropped, which is hard to happen in our current culture when it comes to news stories because I'm shocked continuously. Uh, you take an average story this week, uh, and it would have been unheard of 10 years ago. And so uh, I, I have a hard time keeping up with it. But even for how bizarre our world is, this one was a doozy. Set the stage for us. 
Well, the, um, the Justice Department um, released a report from their special counsel and basically about the uh, document storage and the um, top secret documents that all presidents seem to uh, leave with in boxes. And uh, Biden, they interviewed Biden and they put in this report that he was old, feeble, he had memory issues. And, you know, our, 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 the, for some reason, the attorney general, I don't even think he read it, they released it to the public and it was a media frenzy. Like his own justice department called him um, old and not able to remember anything. And then yeah. this man was fiery and he went out and he, he did a, 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 you know, a, a spontaneous press press conference and he proved it. <laughs> he, <laughs> he mixed up countries. Yeah. yeah. They talk like, about a recent conversation with a dead guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and oh, was like, that a different one? You know, well, yeah, that was a different one. He got president. No, no, he, he he got president. Yeah, I mean, he literally proved the point. So two things: one, how the hell did his own Justice Department release this? And two, you know, when you're in a ditch, stop digging. It's very. It's a very thing like they should have, you know, pounded back on that. But you don't put the man on stage unscripted, you know, because they literally proved the point. And yeah. they gave fodder, uh, you know, they, they gave the story oxygen um, when they didn't have to. Yeah, no question about it. And the best thing, yeah, frankly, for them to do would be to have quietly gone on with life as usual uh, rather than that uh, that uh, antic meant to defend actually further destroyed. And I was reading this morning in the New York Times, this guy has now so many, this guy, I don't watch your pronouns. I'm not sure if this guy is a pronoun, but it sure operates like one in this poorly designed sentence on my part. Biden has got so many crises now in so many corners, most of which he's created his form, you know, himself. And for the listener out there, you know, any long-term listener knows, I loathe both parties. I'm just incredibly shocked that a country like this has two horrible choices, which is what happens when you live in a binary political culture that you think, and not you necessarily, uh, the audience per se, and maybe not that person I'm talking to, that you only have two choices. You know, you have multiple choices. Don't vote for terrible people enough times. Even if you disperse those votes at so-called loser parties, eventually the real losers, which are the GOP and the Democrats these days, might get a wake-up call. But keeping a kind of codependent attitude and pretending these are your only two choices, God help us. Uh, but, yeah, it's just mind-boggling, absolutely mind-boggling to watch this guy at play. And, uh, and uh, Garland, uh, the attorney general, he seems to be in the perpetual woodshed. Uh, I, I honestly have no idea what he's thinking. He's in, a, he's in trouble for that. But there's so many things that he has completely handled like Biden would. <laughs> well, I think, I think Garland is, a, is in the witness protection program because <laughs> – he hasn't been seen. <laughs> Either that or he's hiding under his desk. I mean, this man is utterly incompetent. And, you know, and they, apparently they don't tell anything, that present anything. You know, the defense secretary did major surgery, um, didn't tell Biden. And there was one story where he asked the ambulance to do a slow siren, like, don't put the sirens on. And I'm like, oh, did you want to wake up Biden? <laughs> 
Don't worry. There's a lot more than that to wake him up. (laughs) I'm like, this man's White House is out of control. They don't tell him anything. He's out of the loop. And then his communications team puts him on stage um, unscripted, which is the worst thing you can do because, you know, we all have memory issues, right? I can't remember what I had for breakfast. But this man is susceptible to that because the media is parsing every word. And, yeah. you know, everybody makes mistakes, but when you're the president and people are already calling you, even your own Justice Department is now calling you old and with memory issues, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And Biden is so one-dimensional, one boring, you know, he's so boring. You know, really his lack of memory, his memory issues is probably the most interesting thing about him. And so they are going to harp on that. They're going to they're going to milk that for what it's worth because that's really what the media has evolved to. Uh, you know what what can we exploit? What can we take advantage of? Um, well, they keep they keep, keep giving them material. I mean, it's like the, the the Trump is team. All they have to do is sit back because Biden keeps shooting himself. You know, just be quiet. Let Trump be Trump, and then you'll win. But Biden keeps putting himself out there and making these flubs. And his own, you know, his own administration is working against him. It's like, you know, this is the Keystone Cops. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you know, and so when I look back at different presidencies, there's usually always someone smart around the media in most of these administrations. I didn't see anyone really in the Trump world. Um, you, you, uh, you, you had, uh, I can't, his name slips me right off the top of my head off of Obama. He wrote... Uh, he wrote actually a uh, a book under a, uh, either a pseudonym or uh, anonymously. Oh, anonymous. about, Yeah, yeah uh, Miles. Yeah. I think it was Miles Taylor or something. Yeah, yeah. There, but there's something these like people. You know, I think I'm going way back, right? But Ronald Reagan and Pat Buchanan. Pat Buchanan was incredibly savvy about the media. He understood the media. Oh, absolutely. There doesn't seem yep. to be those steady heads. I don't agree with with Buchanan on much of anything, but. He knew media, and he really had a steady hand around that. That seems to be going to the wind side. Oh, this guy taught, taught a communications course in college. He's great for the job. Well, I don't know about that. And you, whoever they get. You know, the thing is, the thing is um, people don't, the good people don't want to go into politics anymore because you're going to get subpoenaed. You're going to go before committees. You're going to need a lawyer. They're going to be investigating you. Um, no good person wants that. You know, right. and, and, you know, rank and file people are now testifying before Congress and getting subpoenas and being investigated and having to, you know, interrogations with the FBI. And these are no ordinary um, civilians doing their job. And so who wants that? So, you know, yeah. I, I don't think we're getting the cream of the crop anymore. I, I think we're getting, you know, the leftovers who don't know what they're doing, you know, there is not a Pat Buchanan, there is not a Michael Deaver, there is not a Mike McCurry, there's, you know, there's there's not um, a George Stephanopoulos. We're getting, yeah, we're getting like you know, the low hanging fruit here, and you know they're not up to it. And this is how yeah. these messages keep getting out. Um, you know, they don't have the, the expertise they need, and no. it's going to cost him the election if he keeps doing this. Yes, yes. It's funny you should say that. I, I in the in the Trump administration is so hilarious. Uh, I as someone who was involved in uh, hiring, you know, for the Trump administration approached mm-hmm. me, and I'm like, going, have you heard my positions on Donald Trump? 
I actually didn't vote for Trump in 2016. Uh, but uh, uh, it was a, a mid level job, pretty, pretty much under the radar screen. But it's, you know, to your point, uh, the very first thing came to my mind was not my disdain for Trump that I had even before he got elected the first time. Um, but, you know, there's very few lifelong Republicans that figured that out before 2016 election. I'm proud of myself for figuring that one out. Uh, but what you said is exactly, Jeremy, the first thing that came to my mind, which is, I don't want this scrutiny. I don't want to be under a microscope. And even in a mid-level, you know, uh, position, um, you know, uh, uh, an assistant at that, not a actual office holder, you know, the higher levels. Um, but that's high enough to be under a level of scrutiny. Who wants that? Exactly. And, you know, it's funny, though, because the Trump people, you know, Sarah Huckabee and Don Spicer, you know, they could have gone out there with a red nose and a rainbow wig. Um, you know, they might as well have. But yeah, um, I was you know, didn't they Trump, do that? Didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. it, with Trump, it didn't matter because half, you know, half of the electorate will believe anything they say. But yeah. um, with Biden, you know, the media scrutiny is very hard. And he does not have the expertise he needs. You know, they should yeah. get Joe Lockhart or, um, you know, um, uh, Mike McCurry. You know, the Clinton people were probably the best spinmeisters. They were, they were so good. But, yeah. you know, this new crop is just so bad. They're so green. And um, it's just, it's such a, a discredit to him. Yes. So it's very sad when you think about it it being under an administration of a guy who served in high office, a U.S. senator, when Richard Nixon was president. I want the listener to hear that. Right. This guy has too much experience under his belt to be operating with a group of clowns, unless there is something wrong with his intellectual faculties. Well, you never know. You know, we're not in the White House, so he might, he might be defying their uh, suggestions and everything they want. I mean, it might be a Biden problem um, because oh, yeah. he was very hot under the collar when he did that press conference. But, you know, a president needs to, you know, the reason why you have these people there is to guide you and give you counsel and advice. If you're not listening to it, then why should they even be here? But yeah. I don't think anybody can really put him under, um, I don't think they can, it's either they can't control him or they're not giving him good advice. And I yes. think it's the latter. I think these people are repeatedly putting him in situations where these gaps can occur. And that's the problem. You don't put him in those. You do controlled interviews. You know, you go to friendlies. You know, he could have done the Super Bowl interview. You just go to a friendly, you know, who's right. not going to, who, 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 you know, it doesn't have to be live. You can pre-tape it. Um, you know, you can softball the questions. He could have done that. That's an easy one. I mean, it's Super Bowl Sunday. They're not going to ask you, like, you know, controversial questions. They want to, you know, it's, it's a day for the country to get together, for families to watch, you know, express optimism. That was a no-brainer, and they didn't do it. Yeah, that blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, remember, who, you know, who does an interview in a Super Bowl interview with the president? A sports anchor. And he wants, he doesn't want the, you know, the president, the conversation with the president to derail the fans' passion for the game. I mean, you're going to, you're going to be talking about tiptoeing through the tulips on an interview like that. 
and he just declined it I, I, again, and, and I think you're probably right. It's, it's, you know, even even if it is a Biden problem, though, which I think you're right, and I, you know, I concur with that. Uh, you know, he the problem is so systemic in who he chose to be surrounded by. Uh, but I do get the impression that he he really is is looking for uh, advice like uh, a guy does from his next door neighbor rather than trusting authorities that can navigate him through these situations. Well, he needs to get a smarter neighbor. <laughs> yeah, he does. He really, really does. All right, final thoughts as we wrap it up. Again, love my time with Jeremy Murphy. I always have more time. I'm sorry, more conversation than time. I always have fun with you, my friend. Final thoughts. Well, I just think it's preparation is key, and everybody's got their eye off the ball on this. And it's really sad because I think Biden – has been a decent president, certainly better than the last one. Um, but he does have a lot on his plate. You know, the world seems to be on fire. And now's not the time to, uh, you know, have these gaps and, and, and take up the media oxygen when, you know, there's a lot more important things we should be dealing with. So hopefully they got the message because, you know, the White House is on fire now. I mean, this is, this is bad. So hopefully, you know, he gets, you know, it's an election year. Now's the time to bring in the adults. And yeah. them, you know, and, and like concentrate on what, what what matters. Stop stop feeding the media this stuff. Yeah, and I'm looking at my Washington. It's actually way past the time for the grown-ups to take over. Absolutely right. <laughs> uh, get them in there. Hurry up! It's an emergency. Yeah, I, I'm just in awe. Yes. Um, you know, to me, and we talked about this before. Um, I think this media is actually pretty passionate about seeing Donald Trump get reelected. And uh, that's because their revenue, their ratings, you know, even as we see more and more media companies and tech companies, every time I see a new layoff, when I see Vice, you know, which was a great website, closing its doors for all practical purposes, uh, you know, having a shell sell like Kmart's have when they close, um, you know, I tell you, that's a chilling effect throughout the world of media and a vote for Every time you see that, and so, uh, and I don't think people are playing, realizing what they're what they're playing into in a lot of this. I think they're fully fully in Trump's camp. Um, always love having you on. Make sure you check out this Thank book you. by uh, Jeremy uh, F. Chloe. Jeremy Murphy, you're a genius. Final, really, final thoughts with a minute left. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say this is going to be more exciting than 2020, this election. Um, you know, it, 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 it's there's so many unpredictable things that are happening. And, um, you know, and, and the candidates seem to be creating the news themselves r- rather than, you know, dealing with what's going on. They seem to be their foibles seem to be what is uh, feeding the media. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm already exhausted, and we're only in February. <laughs> right. Jeremy, thanks so much. I am Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show.